You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome back to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. The Word is so good. It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. Do you know that the interest of His Word brings light and illumination? I love the Word of God. His Word is forever settled in heaven. And guess what? It's forever settled in my heart. I love the Word of God. And it brings me great joy to be able to share the Word of God with you. And I am excited as always about every single topic that I can pull out from the Word of God. But I'm especially excited about today. And that's because we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit I can't live without him. I can't move without him. Don't want to. The Holy Spirit, I am so grateful for him in my life. And I just want to share a few things that I think is important. You know, in in, uh, one of my podcasts, we shared about going deeper and going deeper in God. And there is no way on this earth that you can go deeper in God without the access and the help of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to share some things that I just want to provoke you. I, I think about the Holy Spirit and and what he means in our lives. And I say that he is one of the greatest commodities in our lives in this earth realm. No, it's not your money. It's not your car. It's not your house. It's not even your family. But the most greatest commodity that we have in this earth realm is the Holy Spirit. A commodity, yes. He is the greatest value uh, that, that, that we could ever have. And you know what? The sad thing, about it is we allow him in our lives, the the access that he has in our lives, the taking advantage of the commodity, it is one of the things that we have the greatest deficit of in this earth realm as Christians. Christians. And so I want to provoke you as we get into the word of God that you not allow the commodity the precious Holy Spirit to be something that we are not taking full advantage of all that he is able to do for us and to do through us. It's it's massive, really. When you look in the word of God, it's massive. And so we're going to start out from the beginning because I think it's, it's, it's clear that, you know, when we give our lives to God, God is our creator, our maker, our source, And we should be at this place where we recognize that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, all-eternal. He knows everything. Everything that He does is because it's coming out of the the epitome of who He is, uh, wisdom. And so so we'll see that even in the beginning of the Word, in Genesis, the first chapter, the Spirit of God, which represents the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit— was with God in the very beginning. And so uh, it talks about how his spirit, the spirit of God, which is Holy Spirit, as I said, was hovering over the waters. And I'm just diving, it's like I'm diving right into it because when you think about at the beginning when there was chaos, where there was void, where there was darkness, how did God solve the problem of chaos? And how did he solve the problem of darkness and just no order? He allowed his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to hover over 
the chaos, the darkness, the disorder, and what happened? It immediately began to place things in order. And so there you see in chapter one that how God set things in order, how he placed things where they should be and, and, and the things that needed to have order, he, he did. He separated the, 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 the night from day and, and he uh, separated the dry land from, from the waters and he, um, he, he, he worked with the, the, the cre- his creation, he, uh, um, uh, animals and and and. and creatures and all kinds of things. He set order with them. And and then even as he created us, made man, us in his own image, in his own likeness, he made sure that he placed the Holy Spirit on the inside of us because he made us just like him. And, you know, we talk about, you know, God, 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 but God is uh, uh, comprised of three persons, the Trinity. You know, we we learn about it, and then sometimes we forget about how God is truly three persons: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we can't separate them. I mean, we can we can recognize that they each have a role, but they're all God, God in three persons. Glory to God. And so the Holy Spirit. So we were created and made in His image, in His likeness, and so He made sure that we have. Jesus on board. When we get saved, we get Jesus on board. Hallelujah. When we get saved, we also get the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And um, and it's awesome. It's powerful. So if God, if God used his spirit, the essence of who he was, which is his spirit, Holy Spirit, to, to annihilate chaos and to set order to disorder and to bring light to darkness, how much more should we, you know, have the, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to 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 move in our lives in such a way that where there is order, where there is light, where there is direction and guidance uh, in our lives, we need it, right? And you know what? You can't get it no other way, all right. And so we can try to find it, you know, and, and all kinds of things, but there's no other way to get that but through the Holy Spirit. And so, so. Uh, so as we talk about the Holy Spirit, recognize this and and ask ask the Holy Spirit because He is the one that's in this earth room today that that God released. You know, after Jesus did His assignment, He didn't leave us comfortless, right? He He sent us another Comforter, and that is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is working in this earth room, and we're going to share about all the different things that the Holy Spirit can do for us, and how detrimental it is for us every single day all throughout the day to have a conscious awareness of who the Holy Spirit is, what he can do and what he will do if we yield to him. Amen. It is, it is critical. So Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. And so all throughout scripture, you, you, you'll see, especially in the New Testament, you'll you hear about when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit and how he will come, he references him as he. So Holy Spirit is a person. Glory to God. And um, and so and so in the earth rim today, the Holy Spirit's assignment is to stay in the earth to help us and to also glorify the name of God. That was Jesus' assignment to glorify God, to glorify his name, to glorify everything about God. 
And so he didn't allow all the attention to come to him. No, he fulfilled his assignment. And he's, he pretty much said uh, that he's nothing without God, that, 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 that is God who has made him who he is and that his whole life was about giving glory to God and pleasing the Father. And so when Jesus, you know, in John 14 talks about how, you know, he was letting the disciples know that he's getting ready to go, go up into heaven. He had already, uh, um, he had already um, fulfilled the assignment of, of living the life on earth, of, 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 of going through the cross. He went down to hell, and this is before he ascended up to heaven. So he had already taken care, he already put hell in this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so now he's giving some instructions to his disciples before he's getting ready to ascend into heaven to let them know, look, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to send you another comforter. In other words, when Jesus was on this earth, he was a comforter to his disciples. And not only was he's a comforter, but if you look at uh, uh, the scripture in in 13, where it talks about, uh, or a seven, and and 14, 17, it talks about all the different things about the Holy Spirit. But if you look in the Amplified Version, it talks about, it breaks down the Holy Spirit. He's an advocate. He's, he is a, um, uh, intercessor. He is a standby. Um, he is, he, he's known as, you know, advocate is another word synonymous to a lawyer, you know, uh, one that, that, that speaks up for you, that advocates for us. So these were all the things that Jesus did for us when he was in the earth realm. Okay. And even now Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father. He fulfilled his assignment. He's forever making intercession for us. So he's still fulfilling his assignment, but even in his assignment, he, 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 he set us up in such a way where he gave us power and authority. And how are we to operate in that power and authority? It is through the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Power and authority through the Holy Ghost. Okay. So, so read, go back and read uh, John, the 14th chapter, where it talks about Jesus ascending into heaven and what he's going to do. And then he begins to tell about the different things that the Holy Spirit would do for us. And he tells us, even in John, he tells us that, you know, um, you know, when you get saved, when you give your life to, to Jesus, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you confess him as Lord, you believe in your heart, confess, right? That's salvation that, that gets us into uh, the safety of, 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 of God's plan for our lives. Um, we're no longer going on that path, a road to hell, but now we're on that road to heaven. But on our way to heaven, God says, I'm going to set you up so that while you're here on this earth, yeah, you're going to deal with tribulation. You're going to have a number of different things happening. It's not going to be a bed of roses, um, but but you'll be able to weather the storm, glory to God, because I'm leaving the Holy Spirit with you. Hallelujah. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to show you things to come. Do you know that when we tap into the ability, the might, the power of the Holy Spirit, that we won't be caught by surprise? We may not know the total layout of things, but we'll know in our spirit because His Spirit Spirit will bear witness with our spirit and he'll give us a heads up that something is getting ready to shift, something's getting ready to change so that we won't be caught by surprise and be out of position. No, he will show us things to come. Glory to God. So, uh, so, and he praised the will of the father. That's so awesome and so powerful. But Jesus said, you know what? 
He said, he, he laid it out that we gave our lives to him. We received salvation. But he says, I'm going to leave you another comforter. And he's, he went on to say that in this world, they won't know of him because they don't understand him. But this is what the Holy Spirit would do. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit was with you. But when you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you, because he said, and he will dwell in you, then you allow the Holy Spirit to take leadership in your life, to lead you, to guide you, to, to direct you. And it's powerful. This is this is um, the Holy Spirit coming uh, in, in our lives. And that's what the day of Pentecost was all about, was about the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, not just around us. We see the Spirit of God moving and moving upon the face of the waters and moving in this area and moving in that. But now Jesus says, no, I want him to indwell in you. I want him to to saturate your being so that you'll be able to live and move and have your being and be able to flow in this earth realm uh, and, and be have able to have that access, that boldness and that confidence that only comes by way of the Holy Spirit. And so it is powerful. So that's what happened on the day of Pentecost when, when he said, now tarry in Jerusalem until you be endowed from, from power on high. And as they were in that upper room, what happened? It was like cloven tongues of fire that fell on them, that overtook them. And then they began to speak in tongues, speak with a new language. But it wasn't until it became, began to overtake them and saturate their beings that they began to speak with this language, this heavenly language. And this heavenly language is so powerful. Glory to God. It's not just gibberish. It is a direct prayer to God. It is a direct connection to God. And you know what's so awesome? The devil don't know what you're saying. You know, when the, when we pray in English, we 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 pray because we know in part. We pray and the devil can hear us. And so there's things that we can let out and the devil can know about and be able to get in there on certain things. Um, but when we pray in our heavenly language, we pray, we are praying in the spirit and we are praying mysteries to the devil. We're praying even mysteries to those who may be around us that could even get in there and and, and mess up some things to it in the natural. But we thank God that he gave us this heavenly language for a way of us getting access directly to God to pray down the will of God in our lives, to, to pray at when we don't even know as we how we ought to pray. When you go into Romans, the eighth chapter, the latter part of that, it talks about the, the Holy Spirit praying for us and moanings and groanings that we know not how we ought to pray. Um, that, you know, we can only pray what we know. But how many know there's a lot of things we don't know? But how many know that the Spirit of God knows the things of God? Hallelujah. And when the Spirit of God knows the things of God, it is set up so he can share those things with us, reveal those things to us. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it is powerful the access, the commodity that we have in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, he is an advocate. He is a comforter, okay? And, um, and, and it's just powerful about that. You know, when you look at the Holy Spirit uh, at, all throughout the Bible, there are different things that symbolize or are a, a 
um, representation of um, the Holy Spirit, an indicator that this is the Holy Spirit. There are symbolic things. Um, when 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 Jesus went into uh, went to be baptized by John, he went into the water, and when he came out, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. And so that's a representation of God's spirit hovering over Jesus. And um, you see throughout the word of God where you see um, um, fire as a representation of the Holy Spirit because uh, he, he represents a consuming fire. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost when it was like clothing tongues of fire that came upon them and saturated and consumed their being, consumed them. And so it represents the presence of God, which is the Spirit of God. Glory to God. We see throughout the Bible where it talks about, or there's references of the wind. And if you... um. Go back again to Acts chapter two, where it talks about that rushing mighty wind. It is a representation of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, so you know, and, and there's different characteristics. When you look at uh, fire, it's consuming. When, when fire gets a hold of something, it consumes it. Okay, and it totally transforms it. When wind happens, uh, there, you know, when the wind comes, you don't have any control over the wind. <laughs> uh, you can't make it do this and make it do that. And um, and and so when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we allow Him to to take control over us, like the wind, and that's what we want to do. Um, also, um, water is a representation of. The Holy Spirit. In uh, John 7, uh, 37 through 39, this is what it says. It says, um, in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water, not just a river, not just water, but rivers of living water. When, when it's living water, it's flowing, it's moving, it's activated, it's powerful. When you think of living waters, when you see a river that's flowing with living water, it's water that's rushing and gushing and flowing and moving, okay? And it's, and it's the purity about it. Uh, and it's a cleansing thing uh, effect about it. And so, but keep reading, right? Because in the 39th verse, it talks about, but he, but this, this spake he of the spirit, which they, which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that was not, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay. So you remember the 14th chapter of John, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, he hadn't gone up to heaven yet. He had not been glorified in his glorified form to go and be released into heaven. So Jesus is teaching them about this living water. Every chance he gets in this moment where he already defeated hell and he's having these encounters with uh, 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 his disciples here on earth before he ascends to the heaven to let them know, I got you. I got you, <laughs> glory to God, but it's living waters. So out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you begin to pray in the spirit, and I pray that 
that that that um that you pray in the spirit more than you've ever prayed before that you pray in the morning that you pray throughout the day that you pray in your car that you pray in your shower you pray in your cubicle at work that you pray at church that you pray in the spirit because the spirit knows exactly what we need but it's out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And we want that living water to flow in our lives. And so the Holy Spirit is also synonymous to the spirit of truth. Okay. He is the spirit of truth. And how many know that when we have truth, come on, you already know it. What does it do? It sets us free. So if there's any area in your life where you are bound, where there's no freedom, where there's no liberty, where you're not able to flow freely in the will of God, then I would say check to see if the Holy Spirit has been shut down in that area. You need to release the spirit of truth in that area and allow the spirit of truth to saturate Whatever situation may be going, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your body, whether it's in your mind, release the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, right? And so, of course, you know, uh, when they were received that uh, the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, they also received power. And it was phenomenal because the disciples, when Jesus was in the earth with the disciples, this is before he went to the cross and he was working with them to disciple them, to, to, to go out and to preach the gospel and to, you know, to, um, you know, to cast out demons and devils. And, and there were times when they could not, they could not. And they were just astonished by how Jesus was at able to cast out demons and devils at his word. And they were just dumbfounded by that. But how many know that once they got a hold of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them, they were a force to be reckoning with. You go on and Acts, and it begins to talk about how uh, the, the, they began to to reach the loss, how thousands came into the foe, um, how people like Paul began, you know, laid hands on the sick and they recovered, how even the shadow, uh, you know, uh, 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 because they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the shadow healed people and got people set free. It was miraculous things that happened. And Jesus was, uh, his head already had gone and ascended into heaven. He's, he was sitting in heaven. And, and, but this is what was happening in the earth realm. And this is what is still happening in the earth realm. But we want want more of that, right? We want more of his miracles, his healings, his signs, his wonders to happen. And I'm here to tell you that is not going to happen except we go deeper in God and we go deeper in God. The only way we can do that is through the Holy Spirit leading us deeper in him. We need the Holy Spirit operating in our lives. Glory to God. I want to leave you with this last scripture because I think it's so powerful. Um, I know our apostle shared with us, well, actually, I'm going to leave you with two scriptures. He shared with us um, about in Hebrews chapter two, verse four, where it talks about God bearing witness uh, with this great salvation, this great salvation that we have. My God, there's so much that we have. And he talked about, he, he, he put his stamp of approval on the, this life of salvation that we have in God by 
releasing signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. That's what Hebrews 2, 4 says. So God's stamp of approval was you get saved, you give your life to me, you surrender your life to me. This is what happens. This is the result of that. But don't you know that, you know, we can get saved and sometimes we stay stuck on just not going to hell. We're going to heaven. There's more to life than that. There's more to life than just going to heaven and missing hell. There is a great uh, a salvation that God has given us to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles and diverse gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we see, you know, how it's the Spirit of God that releases the gifts, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of faith, gift of, you know, healing, a gift of miracles. But it's 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 so powerful that that even if it's not just him healing somebody miraculously, it, it, you know, there is a salvation uh, in our great salvation is it's, it's the Holy Spirit moving in our lives in such a great way. And there are things that he will reveal to us. And so we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit is the revealer of the mind of God. Now, who wouldn't want to tap into the mind of God? What God thinks, what God has planned, what God sees, what God wants. That's the mind of God. <laughs> and I thank God that, you know, he, he, you know, it, it, we often quote this scripture, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the, the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And we stop there. But God is saying, no, he's talking about those who, who have not ventured into the spirit realm, who, not, who have not yielded to the Holy Spirit, those who don't allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide and direct, those who don't allow the Holy Spirit to take you by the hand and take you deeper into His presence, deeper into His Word, deeper into a relationship with God, deeper into uh, uh, revealing uh, His heart, His plan, His way. That's what He's talking about. It your eye will never see it. Your eye will never see it. Your ears will never hear what God has prepared for you if you don't allow the Spirit of God to take you deeper. <laughs> but that right after that, that next scripture says, but God has revealed them to us. What has he revealed? his heart, his mind, his plan, the mysteries, not the spooky stuff to scare us. No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about things that he's holding for us, that he wants us to get so badly. But look, God's not going to cast his, 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 his pearls before swine. No, he's not going to cast, you know, and release his revelation, his plan before those who really don't care about it, those who really don't want it, those who who would just take it and just not 
take it seriously and 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 and, and value it. No, he's going to reveal it to those who really want it, those who really want to know the truth, those who really want to live their lives by the revelation of his word, those who really want to walk in the miracles, signs, and wonders. Because we can say, yes, I want miracles, signs, and wonders, but uh, the proof is in the pudding. And, and where the pudding is, is where the Holy Spirit is, right? Okay, come on, y'all. Let's let's get let's get in there and dive in and get all that God has for us. This is what the Holy Spirit will do for us. This is what He will do for us when we yield to Him. That's why the word says, "Don't quench Him, don't 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 vex Him, but yield to the Holy Spirit." So I just want to admonish you that allow the Holy Spirit to arrest you to see where in your life, in your lives, that you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal truth, to, to, to re- reveal answers, because God doesn't want us scratching our head of things that we just don't know. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how. No, no, no. There's, there's revelation that God wants to give us about our situation. <laughs> Come on now. So tap into the Holy Spirit. And so our apostle, through his uh, his um, meditations that he's been sending out, his daily meditations, he's been admonishing us to tap hold of the Holy Spirit, to yield to him. He 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 comes into our lives personally. He 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 yield, he moves in our lives and he helps us to administer the gifts. <laughs> the manifestations of the gifts, and he, he and he is the one that will help us to uh, 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 be used as vessels by way of allowing the manifestations of signs, wonders, and miracles. So pray in the Holy Spirit. When you wake up in the morning, pray in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Yield to Him. Take time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Don't just call on the Holy Spirit when you're in trouble. Don't just call Him when you're in dire need. He's there for you every step of the way. And He's concerned about everything and wants to be involved in everything in our lives so that we will always be in the know, that we will always be in the plan of God. Glory to God. Amen. I pray. Well, you know what? I I know this has been a blessing to you. So go forth praying and yielding to the Holy Spirit. Share this message with somebody. You know there are those in your life who need to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow him to become a greater force in their lives. God bless you. See you next time. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.